Groupies, welcome to episode number nine of Fancy Plants Podcast. I am Chris, here with Sue. Hello. Hello, Sue. And we are here also, as always, with Amanda. Hi. Just the three of us in the studio this week. We have a lot to cover today. Uh, and of course, we would want to say thank you to you for joining us. We are, uh, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about today, I think. I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think we're so there. Too. I think so, too. I kind of like that we're just having a little random mishmash here. Yeah, there's lots of exciting things, too, I think, yeah. which is great. We have some plant friends with us today. We have a Hoya AH074 Silver. Uh, new to my collection, thank you to Amanda You're for welcome. that clipping. And it is in a very tiny, delightful unicorn pot. Found that at a really nice store downtown here a couple of weeks ago. And thought that it's a bit of a unicorn plant, so why not put it in a tiny unicorn pot? We also have, also from Amanda, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a very delightful and extremely cute Hoya Retusa cutting. It's in a very small two-inch terracotta pot. I think it looks great in there. It's actually, I think it's bigger than a two-inch, but yeah, it looks Doesn't absolutely work. adorable. And it's growing like crazy. Don't tell anyone I can't measure in inches, okay? Well... That's There's probably because you've been lied to all your life. <laughs> <laughs> also, in our with our plant friends, uh, this is a more established plant in in my collection, uh, a Monstera carstenianum. I think I said that correctly. You're getting pretty rock solid on your uh, plant your Latin. pronunciation. Yeah. I've been practicing. <laughs> You're better than I am. <laughs> That's uh, YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. And so it actually has a couple little vines growing out from it. I'm hoping that means it's happy. So I don't know. I've had it for maybe a year and a half now. Seems pretty okay. It's doing fine. It's doing great. Yeah, it's doing fine. Uh, we also, listeners, have something exciting happening at the end of the episode. We promised you a giveaway a few weeks ago, and then we forgot. But now we've remembered. So stick around. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that. It's pretty exciting. Very exciting. What's new with you ladies this week? What's, uh, what, what you been up to? This has been a busy week. All of a sudden, the year that just didn't want to end is starting to fly by. It's going by really fast and I feel really busy. And yeah, I just wish I kind of liked when life was slow. I feel like everybody is ready for 2020 to be over at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I won't lie. Part of me is like, okay. As long as it means this year is going to be over and we get a whole new year next year. Right? A new start. It'd be great. Yeah. New starts are great. Uh, so, you know, new starts. I uh, had to cut my calistophilia and because um, I had root rot and it rooted. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. I was really surprised because they're slow growers. So I really kind of thought it would take a few months to get some roots. But I rooted it in moss under my little magic kitchen light. And yeah, it's got some roots already. That's awesome. So that's exciting. That's very exciting. I'm, it's a relief too, because I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, should I order a new one or should I see if this works? So it's perfect. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Makes me happy. Amanda, any good plant news for you or anything else? Because we have more lives than plants, but not very many, not very much. Well, it's it's a greenhouse cleanup season at work. And uh, for any of you who haven't worked in a greenhouse, it is less than glorious. There's a lot of cobwebs and old mouse traps and a whole bunch of nastiness in general but uh 
It feels good to get the greenhouses emptied and cleaned up. I'm already planning for next year. So it's actually really nice. Any uh, nice surprises in your cleaning? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I did find quite a few petrified mouse carcasses. And it turns out that when you throw another mouse trap in the bucket and it goes off next to a mouse trap, it, it gets ugly real quick. I'm picturing a cartoon um, there a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, yeah, I lost that fight. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm not sure it's when you want to win. Oh uh, well, winning would have been a you know getting out of the debris and ricochet of um uh, just getting away from the shrapnel. Oh, shrap. Okay, shrapnel. there was most shrapnel. It was bad. <laughs> I just pictured like an explosion and mice like mice pieces flying at you because that's yeah, what that's... I think of when I think of shrapnel. Is like there was an explosion and like pieces are flying everywhere. That, that's pretty much how it is. We we keep mouse traps in the greenhouse because um. They really, really like the tree seed. So I set them in the corners of the greenhouse because it's winter and they come in and all that sort of stuff. And well, it gets to a point where they're not really interested in the crop. So I kind of slack off on checking my mouse traps. So uh, at this point in the year, they've had lots of time to petrify and mm. they, they get a little brittle. So when you drop a unsprung mouse trap into the bucket and it snaps and yeah so that cartoon shrapnel that you're thinking mm -hmm. yeah 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 it was spectacular i'm glad that was you and not me i regret my choices <laughs> things like that don't happen in my office job i regret my choices <laughs> <laughs> we get them in our yard our cat brings us mice like they're gross i don't like them but i'm not freaked out about them unlike my they're they're husband. not bad fresh <laughs> oh boy you know what i used to work at a pet store and i had to feed the snakes yeah. so after a while, it's just kind of like, hey, here's your food. But at first, it's it's a little disconcerting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Any new uh, acquisitions for you this week? Maybe. Can, you can't keep doing that. <laughs> I know. Uh, actually, um, I placed an order for import in February. Yes. And I just got it today. Like no. in the mail? In the mail. <gasps> did you get to open it or did you I, have to come? I actually left work. Oh. For an hour this morning, <laughs> drove into town, went to the UPS store, picked it up, unboxed it in my truck, drove back to work, soaked them in water at work because they were a little dehydrated, and then boxed them back up and took them home after work. <laughs> okay, so you're not here against your will. No, no, I but Knowing I, that you have I plans had to open. I had a, a giant bowl of plants sitting on my desk <laughs> soaking in water at work today. You I know, I have it. also had the giant bowl of plants soaking at work because of it's so much easier to get delivered to my office. Mm -hmm. So the staff is uh, certainly used to seeing like, don't touch Chris's bowl of plants that just came in and <laughs> from overseas. <laughs> I wish actually I can take and leave them in down in the in the staff room if I wanted to can't have them in my classroom which makes me very sad you'd probably pay more attention to them than the students so it's probably better that way probably yeah. hey did you guys see my plants hey did you see my plants <laughs> that's what i would do anyway yeah <laughs> uh this week i also got a new acquisition i just got it today um it's a pothos and joy oh nice yeah i thought it was really cute and i'm just i'd like to i want to increase my pothos collection because i want some more trailing plants and a few of the places in my house, so I picked a couple, couple of those today. Pothos and philodendrons, and even the monsteras, like especially like this one. I love them. Any of those trailing, easy, easy growers, they're so rewarding. The leaves are really neat. 
I still want that unicorn one, which I guess is an actual real one. I saw that post. It looks amazing. I'm a little jelly. My uh, husband put up some shelves. Uh, actually, you guys should take a look at them before you go today. He put up some shelves in our living room for plants. We we found a piece of live edge cedar and it was a 12 foot long piece. So we cut four, about two foot shelves out of it that go around our television. Then we have a piece of another four foot piece left that we want to put somewhere. So uh, as soon as those were on the wall, <laughs> there was plants on them. <laughs> but because they're in my living room now, I feel like I have to get prettier pots. So I'm on the I'm on a pot hunt. That's fair. Yeah. Pot hunts are fun. I like I like pot shopping. Yeah, right? I, everything is in a grower pot in my house. That's just the way it works. <laughs> I like pot shopping until you can't find any. Yeah. And then I get grumpy about it. And right? I'm like, I didn't want to put them in nice pots anyways. <laughs> I actually am considering importing some um, pot molds. I've been wondering too, like my husband does concrete work, so it's like yeah. kind of easy for us to maybe do some concrete pots. And I, we've been kind of thinking about it too, but we're kind of getting into like playing with resin Oh, and putting that's plants, like putting flowers in resin. Mm. So we're playing with that and um, maybe I'll do like kind of a concrete and resin mix. Yeah, of that's a pot. cool. That's cool. I did some reading about it and you can, if you can get your hands on some white Portland cement. Okay. Uh, and then you mix it from this one recipe I saw. You mix it with um, perlite and silica sand. And apparently mm. you can, yeah, it makes a nice pot. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. Grab, get a couple of uh, molds, bring them in. Maybe I'll hit you up, Sue, for some concrete. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we can find some. <laughs> and then, you know, just see what happens. I just think it'd be really interesting to be able to make your own pots. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um. Especially right now, because it's like pot starvation. Like plants yes. are low and now pots are low. I have to say, I was one of the people that when like HomeSense first opened up, I went, I was fourth in line. It was the best. Oh, yeah. And I, I bought a lot of pots. So I have a lot of pots in my plant room closet because I don't have plants for them just yet. But I bought them because I like them. And I was like so starved of pots for so many months. I was like, okay, got to get some pots. So I spent, um, well, my husband listens. So I, I spent, you know. We'll say more than, more than 20, less than 500 on pots. You just pick the number in there. <laughs> I where love that. It was. And I'm happy I have pots, but I need some smaller, like six and four inch pots. So that's what I need to find. I went, actually went to HomeSense as well, and they had a lot of pots the other day. <gasps> I need to go and back. some were on clearance, which is my favorite. Anything on clearance. I love clearance. clearance stuff, right? Well, we love pots. But I think we should flip over to something, to a topic that's very annoying. It's kind of a hot topic, too, in in a lot of plant groups. So what we're referring to are plant flippers. So these are folks who go to uh, fluorescent lighting stores or possibly other greenhouses as well. well. Uh, I've heard lots happening in fluorescent lighting stores and... I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because um, they know when those shipments come in. But what happens is these folks go into the store. Maybe there's a more rare plant like a uh, Raven's Easy, for example. They go in. Maybe they've seen a post in their plant group. They go in. They purchase nearly or all of the inventory and then resell it. And resell it for a lot more money than what it was originally sold for. Oh, absolutely. That drives me absolutely bonkers. There was a time 
when you could go into a store and people would go in. There'd be a bu- there'd be a bunch of you there. You'd recognize people from their profile pictures. Absolutely. But you go in and you pick out your one prize. Yeah. And you're excited about the deal that you got on this plant and you go to the till and you check out. You're probably talking to the person behind you because they're in your plant group. And they have and the same plant in their absolutely. arms. Absolutely. And a bunch of people get them. And now there's that one person that swoops in like a hawk and grabs all these. Okay, not a hawk, like a vulture. Grabs everything. And then it, it's like scalping concert tickets. It it's is. gross. It's, it is. It's it gross. just is absolutely appalling behavior. It is. It, it's something that, you know, has kind of bugged us for a while. Um, I know it happens within our group like local group. I know what happens in other groups that we follow. We see this plant flipping going on. And I know for, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> and I, you know what? Times are tough right now. And I understand wanting to make a, a quick dollar. I guess, I guess I'm just not that person that can do it at the expense of somebody else's passion. And I, I've seen like where they are taking something that doesn't actually grow into a plant. It's just a leaf, a very, you know, the heart leaf. And I've seen people turn around and try to sell them for 30, 40 bucks. And it, it kills me because you see some newbies because especially with the COVID when it happened and the shutdown happened, a lot of people did turn to plants that maybe didn't, wouldn't have when they, their lives were busier, which I think is great. And what a great way. I mean, there's so many things you could have turned to definitely awesome that you turn to plants but they're maybe not quite fully aware that they're not going to grow into plants and i feel sorry like i want to just message every one of them and be like please don't buy that please don't buy that not for that price and you're going to be sadly disappointed when that does not grow into a plant that leaf will stay alive for a really long time but the amount of times i have wanted to go onto a post and beg people like Please do not buy that tiny clipping for $45. Like, just please don't do that. You're going to find it in a store at some point. Uh, and I know that the market will bear what it will bear. I just, some of these folks who are doing the flipping, I just feel like they're really taking advantage of other people. And I, it's almost like the goodwill goes away and the fun go, uh, in it goes away. It, it, uh, it's, it just sucks the fun right out of it. It I does. That. It sucks a lot of the fun out of it. And it's, it's frustrating. And, you know, we had a response because we've asked people in our local group um, not to not to flip plants. And the amount of people that liked that post and reacted to that post kind of blew our minds. There's well over 650 comments on that post now. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And it brings about an interesting question. Where is the line between flipping a plant and taking something uh, maybe in your own collection uh, or maybe even something you've bought, you don't like it anymore, whatever it is. Where, where's the line there? Because I think there were some questions that came up about that. I think time and care. You know, if you've had a plant in your house for a month, you've put time into it, you've repotted it, maybe you've started cuttings from it and rooted it. I, if you put in the time and care and you, you bring home your golden pothos and it's got four leaves, and a month from now, it's got eight leaves and y- you like it, but you don't love it anymore. You've put in the time and care. You know what? Sell it if you don't love it. And by all means, sell it for more than the four ninety nine that you paid for it. It's twice the size now. Absolutely. 
I even if someone was to um take a plant and you know they were like maybe I just want a little one of this but it's quite big and take and divide it pot it up grow it get it let it be established don't just like cut it up and be like here and not tell people that it's just been cut up and not you know not fully rooted rooted and and stable and then sell it for a reasonable price at the small that's okay if it's a plant that's maybe hard to look at i know i kind of kicked myself cuz i seen a, a a string of watermelons like a, a quite big basket of it and it hung out and i kind of i was going to oh do i want it do i not i didn't know if i loved it like it's neat but i didn't know if i loved it so i put it back and then i was kind of like no i should have took it and then if i didn't like it i could have sold it and i was like ah oh, maybe i should have bought it and then i could have divided it up i had a smaller piece cuz maybe if i had a smaller one it would have looked cute and i have a couple smaller pots that like a string of something would kind of go cute in just because it has a hole on this like the openings on the side not the top of the pot so um I could have, you know, got them established, kind of divided up, but then turned around and sell them, sold them in their like three inch pots for 10 bucks, five bucks. Well, and, and again, be that's the time and care, right? And people, because it's not one you find very much. I, I didn't do it because um, I didn't want to be a plant flipper. <laughs> and also I, I didn't, but I kind of wish I did because now I'm like, oh, they are kind of neat. I'm kind of torn if I loved it or not. Well, I wish you did because I would have bought a cut cutting from you. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's okay. I think it's okay if you buy, you know, like um when the um Swiss cheese plants or the Ad Adisoni, the Adisonis, Adisonii, Adisonii, sorry, Adisonii's were kind of mm. the hot plant. I remember people getting baskets of them and thinking like, ah, uh, you should just send a couple clippings from that. <laughs> I mean, now you can get them quite easily and readily available, so it's not such a such a thing. But I mean, still, if someone has clippings for them, they get eaten up pretty fast. So I think that's okay. If you bought a big plant and you you rooted it and you took the time and you turn around and sell it. But I mean, don't sell it. Don't buy a plant and think, oh, I'm going to sell the clippings so I can make the money for the plant back. Because I think that, I don't know, that's kind of cheesy. That's a tough line, isn't yeah, it? I think a it's, tough is, line. Yeah, I think it's kind of cheesy if you, if you were like, okay, I'm going to buy this plant, but I'm going to sell off clippings to pay for the plant. I mean, maybe so to I, make a little money back for the plant, but... I actually don't see anything wrong with that, personally. Uh, what I, think- I see something wrong with is if you see six rare plants in the store and you buy them all and then you resell them immediately. That, to me, is that the problem. Is, that's more flipping. I guess yeah. me from a, like a personal seller standpoint, if I have a plant that uh, like it's one of my Hoyas, it's a harder to find one and I don't love it. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to sell this. But then I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to post it on my regular group, not because they're not awesome people. Uh, they, they are all fantastic people. But I am afraid that somebody is going to get this plant that I've put, you know, a year or better into making beautiful and chop it up and sell it. That's your baby. Yeah. Well, and I just, that's where I think that maybe if you buy a plant to chop it up and sell it, and people do that, they'll buy a plant and they'll chop it up to sell it to, to make their money back on the plant. And like, maybe you shouldn't have just bought the plant if that's a big, if the money was a big concern for you. That's a point. No, it's okay. Yeah. Like I said, when the, like, Anasonis were, Anasonis were um, kind of a big thing, but they were still kind of hard to find. I mean, it's okay to, to get rid of some slipping slips of it and and everything but if you solely do it in the purpose that you're going to make the money back that you spent on that plant 
I don't know. I just think it's kind of cheesy. Like, are you loving plants or are you loving trying to make money from plants? Oh, that's a fine line. It, yeah. is, it really is a fine line because I think in some circumstances, I personally think that that's okay, but there must be a line where you're kind of, then all of a sudden you're kind of crossing your arms and you're like, okay, that's actually pretty lame of you. Yeah. It's a hard line. I, it I is, don't know. It, it's a really hard line. I think the one that bugs me most though, is those people that walk into any of the, you know, the fluorescent lighting stores and scoop up a bunch of something. Yeah. At four ninety nine. Yeah. And then they turn around and they're like, well, you can't find it here now. Well, Gio wonder why. They created their own scarcity. Yeah. And that and they're like, here it is. Twenty five dollars. And it's yeah. just like that's really? gross. Yeah. That's, that's gross to me. I mean, I've even seen it where people have done it in, in several locations and they still have their original tag and price tag on them. I actually got a orchid. Um shipped to me from a, a small shop uh, and I, <laughs> I sue got the same one and uh they actually had the price tags on it oh. from the place where they bought it at and the price was far less than what we paid yeah and you know how some um like you know if you get a plant and it's from burnaby greenhouses sometimes it'll have like that tag in it this is burnaby greenhouses well, this one had that greenhouses tag in it that they bought it. Yeah. As well as the sticker on the side that had their name and the price. And yeah, so it was kind of disappointing. Like I felt really, now if they would have taken that all off, I would have been none the wiser. Mm. Oh, exactly. Like it would have taken them, you know, 30 seconds to peel all that stuff off. But no, you and I are looking at the sides of pots going, you have got to be kidding me. I just got hosed. Well, and that's interesting because you're talking about a business now and that's different. Yeah. Then random Joe Blow off the street doing this. I would still feel hosed, whether it was yeah. from a business yeah. or, or from, you know, Joe Blow down the street. And actually, there is literally somebody on the street for me who sells plants in, out of their garage. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> is They're their like, name Joe Blow, though? Because that I don't would be so. really weird. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't believe so. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess what we're saying is, and what, is maybe don't do that. It's kind of rude and kind of gross. If you want to start a plant business, why not start a plant business? Figure out how to get your plants from a wholesaler, sell them like competitively like everybody else, maybe trying to take advantage of people who are looking for something. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, or, I, you know, buy the plants, put them in a pot, make it a nice little beautiful arrangement and kind of decide how much money and time you put into it and then ask an uh, appropriate price. See, I think mine boils down to be kind. Mm -hmm. You know, would you want somebody to try and sell you that plant for the price you're going to sell it for? Or would you rather walk into that store and be like, oh, my God, there's still some here. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and I always say too, ask yourself if you'd buy the plant for that price. The problem is, is the market will pay what the market pays. Absolutely. absolutely. Every time. And I it's... guess problem is a strong word, but the reality is. Absolutely. And I mean, I guess if people are paying this and that's what they're paying, it's just unfortunate that I think they're, you know, being taken advantage of a little bit. And I, I have a business. I understand how this, like, I know you, how to, you know, make a profit. It just seems like this way is a little bit gross, I guess. It's, it, yeah, like it's, it's like 
concert ticket yeah. scalpers. It's <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of listeners out there who are going to disagree with us, and that is completely absolutely. Fine. They yeah. sure yep. certainly can. Completely yeah, completely fine. Uh, we are all entitled to our own opinion. We certainly are. We certainly are. But that's how we feel about plant flippers. So uh, just so everyone's aware about that, I don't think we left anything out. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was no holds <laughs> barred there we at did not all. Hold yeah. back we, at all. We probably should have been nicer, but oh well. <laughs> we opened those floodgates and just spewed really it did. out. It's, it was yeah. like a vent. You guys just got to listen to our vent. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was lucky. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we can probably uh, flip past that subject. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I just pictured it like a pancake flipper and like this the top the words the topic of the topic plant flippers and just fling done. <laughs> and ejection we can uh, we can move into the next pile of a topic, which is fertilizers. We're just dropping f bombs all over the place here. Oh, uh, see. <laughs> Chris said fertilizer and Sue and Chris are both staring at me from across the table. <laughs> Intently, with a twinkle in our eye. Is uh, that what that is? Because it's kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> it really is. We wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about fertilizers because, um, I mean, to some folks, including me, they are a bit of a mystery. And so Amanda, I see, brought a fertilizer friend. I did. Um, and we just wanted to chat about this for a little bit. We have about probably 20 minutes or so to go over fertilizers. Um, how do you want to start, Amanda? What's a good... My personal question is, what do those three numbers mean? But maybe there's a better place to start. Actually, that is a really great place to start. Victory! <laughs> okay, so there's 17 or so essential nutrients that every plant needs to grow. Now, the main three of those are those three numbers that you see on the front of your fertilizer container. And those are nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, NPK, always in that order. Those are your main, those are your macronutrients. I'm using my quotey fingers. Uh, nobody ever needs to remember that, by the way, ever. Um, and then the rest are your micronutrients. So your micronutrients are going to be things like um, iron, copper, uh, zinc, that sort of stuff. Those are generally trace minerals. And that stuff there, you're not going to find on the front of your fertilizer container. So when we're talking fertilizer, those three numbers on the front, your NPK. So you got your nitrogen. That's your leaves. That's going to give you great bushy leaves, that rich dark green color, it's going to be great. That's nitrogen. That's nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yeah. Equals green leaves. Got Absolutely. It. So the first number is your leaves. Oh, this, I, yeah, I like thinking about it like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The second number is your roots and your flowers. So your phosphorus is going to stimulate root growth and it's going to stimulate flowers. So that's when you're looking at a tomato fertilizer and it's got the a lower first number, a big middle number, and a lower third number. Okay. Okay, so then your third number is potassium. Potassium is the great equalizer. So what it does is it keeps the other two balanced. That's kind of, I'm actually like a very balancey person. So I to, I'm like, I'm totally potassium. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat a banana a day to keep my potassium up. 
Yeah. That's so my yeah, fertilizer that's, balancer. <laughs> exactly. In fertilizer, it it helps regulate your root and your top growth. So when you're looking for fertilizer, uh, and fertilizers are are regulated, those numbers on the front. Uh, so a very common, well balanced neutral uh, fertilizer is twenty twenty twenty. It's my favorite. It is my favorite too, and it is good for pretty much anything. So how come you can get like a 444? Um, and, I, and I realize it probably means like the 2020-20 is just more, but why wouldn't I just use five times as much 444? Depending on the type of nitrogen that's in it, uh, you can burn roots. So that, that's where it gets a little tricky. But the, when you find stuff like the 444, it's probably a specialty fertilizer for a plant that likes less nutrients. So what that 20 or that four stands for is um, the percentage per pound. So there's... I'm looking up a lot because I'm trying to commit this all to memory. I'm like <laughs> staring directly at the ceiling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is the percentage per pound. So in a 20, there is a 20% per pound. There's 20% available nitrogen per pound. What's the other 40%? It's a little bit of everything. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm, I'm mapping <laughs> right. Um, so in a 444, there's 4% per pound. It's just not as strong. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So there's like 444, 2020, 20, which is pretty, those are like pretty common ones. Yeah. What about like a 10, 15, 10? That- Why would you want that versus an equal amount per pound all the way That's going to be something there, like um, your tomato fertilizer. Something that you want to encourage to have good roots and to make fruit and bloom, right? So you don't want your tomato plants to be all sorts of green voluptuous leaves. You want, you plant tomato plants to get tomatoes. Have you seen my tomatoes? There's no voluptuous anything on them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a balancing act. And then um, where your fertilizers differ. So your, your makeup between brands is going to be in your trace minerals. Um, you know, if it's a 20-20-20, whether it is brand A, B, or C, that's the same. That is the same no matter what brand it is. There's 20% nitrogen per pound because that first number is 20. Okay. Where it's going to differ is in your trace minerals and that sort of stuff on the side. So your Googling and your azaleas, you know, they need more iron because azaleas like iron. Random fact that probably nobody needs to know, but hey, there you go. I didn't know anything about that. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so then that's where you're going to look for a specialized fertilizer that has more iron. So azalea food will have more iron. Uh, mm-hmm. Tomato fertilizers will have more calcium. Uh, that sort of stuff. That, that's when you want to specialize. But for the most part, a 20-20-20 is going to be absolutely great. I also use uh, one at home that is a 16-16-16 slow release. Ooh, what's slow release? They are these wonderful shiny little pellets that you scoop into your pot depending on the size of your pot and uh, what type of plant you have in there whether it needs low medium or high nutrients and then you 
don't fertilize again for another six months. It's great. That's great for someone like me who literally never fertilizes because well, it just it seems so overwhelming, honestly. It does. It is absolutely terrifying. And honestly, the best thing you can do is read the side of the box in the store and look for one that's got instructions that make sense to you. Now, all of these things, all of these 17 nutrients are in soil. So what you can do if you're like, I'm not comfortable fertilizing, it makes me absolutely nutty, is you can top dress your soil with fresh soil every year. I like fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it, it's exciting. It helps it your plants be a little more rewarding. You notice after a couple months, you notice the difference. I have a really good question for you, though, Amanda. Uh oh, I'm afraid. Okay, so go ahead. We got into um, at home using some dry amendments in some of our plants. Okay. And so what... that sounds like bad policy. I now have a dry amendment to make to the policy <laughs> <laughs> into my plants. Um, but we use them. So what? What's the big deal about dry amendments versus you know some Schultz or some Miracle Grow 202020? Uh, now, what kind of dry amendments are you using? Uh, Gia Green. Gaia. Gaia. Gia. How do I say okay. it? Gaia. Gaia. Yeah. Gaia Green. And so I have the bloom. So I've been using it in, in some of my plants that bloom. And I've really been liking it. So we just kind of mix it in with the soil because that's where your nutrients are. And then when you water it, it helps go in. Okay. So water soluble fertilizers versus dry ones. It, um, like the, the slow release is a dry fertilizer. Um, the thing is, is that because your micro and macronutrients are found in soil and in a lot of other stuff as well. So like you'll see like kelp meal and that sort of thing is that there's going to be all of your nutrients in there. It might just be in a different form or uh, a way that's different uh, to the way the plant accesses it, that sort of thing. So, so if Chris, that works for you, fill your boots. Like, it's great. So Chris is fairly new and she kind of sounds a little uh, fertilizer, not not new to the world of plants, but new to fertilizer, kind of um, a little gun shy on them. If someone was, what would you recommend? I use twenty twenty twenty. What kind? It doesn't matter. It Honestly, doesn't matter. I even brand, feel like I have some of it somewhere in my house. <laughs> yeah. Brand is absolutely um, because the those first three numbers are so heavily regulated. It is easy, right? A, a twenty twenty twenty, regardless of brand, is going to have the same amount of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. So it's not going to hurt anything ever. It's just you, you're pretty safe with it. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, it's, it's that they're not different. When in doubt, use less fertilizer. If you're not sure how big your watering can is or anything like that, a lot, uh, a really great beginner one because it's liquid and it comes with a measured dropper are the Schultz fertilizers, the, the liquid ones. They're great. They're easy to understand. They're easy to dose. They ha tend to have lower numbers, like the 444. So you're not going to burn any roots. You're not going to hurt anything. And they're actually designed to be done at every watering. 
Well, and that's another question that I have, and I'm sure other people do as well. When when do you fertilize? Because I think I've done some reading where it's suggested to not fertilize in the winter time. Some people fertilize when they remember. Um, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, some people fertilize religiously every single watering. Sue's raising <laughs> her hand there, looking all shifty eyed. Yeah, I um I don't use full strength. Like, you know, if it says put one, for example, one tablespoon in per liter of water, I water that down a little bit more. And I do it pretty much, pretty much, not always, but pretty much every watering from about March to about October. I do that. And now um our we have short days here in the winter. Ridiculously short days. Uh for those of you that are not from Northern Alberta. Uh, in the winter, we get what seven hours of sunlight in a day. Maybe, yeah, it can I'd be. Like, I will put it this way: day. I teach first aid. I teach just like you know, from eight until about four thirty ish. I leave for work in the dark. You, I come, come home, home from the dark. Work from the dark. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, with our shorter days up here, our plants tend to slow down which means you don't need to necessarily fertilize as much in the fall. When that, that moment in the early, early spring where you're like, oh my God, there's daylight. And you're starting to feel the heat of the sun and you're like, you start to get spring fever with March. Start fertilizing again. So when I have spring fever, start fertilizing again. Absolutely. Not, I definitely know that feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. Some of my high up plants, I like to use the sticks. Job's. Absolutely. Job's I do. I really am happy. And you can get a few different ones. I have a 10, 10, 10. I haven't found 20, 20, 20 in, into the Job sticks yet anywhere, but I also haven't looked online. But I have 10, 10, 10. And I use those. And I think they're fantastic. My biggest thing, like unless you're trying to do something specific, you want this plant to bloom, this plant, the leaves are struggling, but the roots are great. This plant here has no roots, but the leaves are amazing. Wait, if the leaves are struggling, then it wants nitrogen. You got it. Yes. So um, <laughs> she's like high five in the air over there. Um, as long as it's balanced, so long as those three numbers are either the same or very close, you're going to get a good balanced plant. If you take nothing else away from it, balance numbers on your fertilizer equal a balanced plant at home. So if I wanted to get something to bloom, because I see a lot of people that are like, they've gotten into Hoyas recently and they're so eager for it to bloom. Would that be when you want to maybe bring in something like a 10, 15, 10? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tomato fertilizer. Tomato for If you got something that you are dying to have bloom, seriously, break out the tomato fertilizer. You know, I, I will say this. The one thing that I fertilize are my tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you proud of me? I am. Yeah. I am very. Did you fertilize your pepper plant that we talked about there not too <sighs> long know, ago? You know, I uh, looked at those pepper plants from afar, and that's about as far as I got. I didn't even um, notice that they were still outside. They're outside. Okay. They're not happy, but they're outside. Oh, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> so not my... everyone's a winner. Are there certain plants that do like fertilizer versus certain plants that don't like fertilizer? Yes. Um, and there are so many plants in the world that we could probably name Talk. off a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, carnivorous plants, for example, 
do not like a lot of fertilizer. Is that because they get their nutrients from the bugs and, and things they catch? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of reasons. And unfortunately, I don't know carnivorous plants well enough to give you an educated answer on that. Um, there's And the carnivorous plant community is that like those those people are smart. Yeah. I've they seen some, know their some stuff. stuff. Yeah. I can't even begin to touch that. I wish I could keep a carnivorous plant alive, but I, I really kill cool, them all. I got a cool butterwort in my tra- in my uh, terrarium. It Ooh. bloomed for me the other day. I was oh, so nice. proud. Oh, I don't it looks know how like many. our fourth co-host, Olive the Whippet, has joined us temporarily. Looks kind of panic too. Hello. She's like, hurry up and finish my. I think about- it's because she's alone upstairs, and heaven forbid she should be alone for more than five minutes. <laughs> you guys, like, I had on. her all tucked into her bed. <laughs> Um, is there a reason why cactus uh, fertilizer is so low? Like the numbers are low. I think probably because you don't water that much. Again, I'm not a cactus person. I'm a Hoya person. But because they don't water a whole lot and they tend to hold on to their moisture for long periods of time, if you overload them, it could be bad. And a lot of, a lot of the water-soluble fertilizers are actually very, very high in salt. So if you fertilize often, um, every once in a while, it's good to flush your plants. Now that's not like flushed away down the toilet. (laughs) Um, It's sorry, we were talking about that movie at work yesterday, (laughs) singing it. Um, But every once in a while, take your plants to the sink, water them well with just clear water, and let the water run through. That's going to flush out a lot of the salts and that sort of stuff that will build up in the water over the time. And so would an example of that be, you know how sometimes you see or you have a terracotta pot and it starts to get like kind of a white crust built up on that? Is that the salts and stuff over the years or over the time building up? I think that has something to do with terracotta pots themselves. I think there's actually something in the terracotta that does that. But yes, that can be a thing. Because it drives me nuts and I always have to wash them. I am really loving the the Gaia green bloom. Um, I think it's like a 484. Let me just double check. I'm pretty sure. And I just mix it in the soil a little bit and water. But since I've started doing that, I have some uh, some bloomies have starting to come on some Hoya. Oh, that's awesome. I know. That's exciting. Yeah, it's a 284. Sorry. That's okay. What it is. Yeah, but I have noticed, I've noticed stuff happening. That that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel inspired to try fertilizing my plants again. I know um, we talked a lot about a while ago, like our watering schedules and even our plant care schedules. And my problem is, is I was very chaotic about it, and so when you're when I'm already like struggling to keep up with the watering. Adding fertilizer on top of that was an extra challenge for me, but I will say that doing this podcast has kept me far more accountable and I am um, much more regular with my watering. (laughs) So I think my plants are quite a lot happier, which is really nice. But now maybe I can be an extra responsible adult and give my babies some fertilizer. I will say if you you, you come home from holidays and you have a plant and you're like, oh my gosh, the plants that are didn't water it, it's flopped over, it's wilted, it is dry as a bone. 
don't fertilize. Don't fertilize on that first watering. Let it soak up some water first. Let it rehydrate. Let it do, it do its thing. And then on the next watering, if you feel like fertilizing, go for it. But nitrogen is a bit of a tricky devil. And it can, uh, it can burn roots. Uh, and it is more likely to damage your plant if your plant is bone dry. If you've got a plant that's having troubles, nitrogen can, like it, and by troubles, I mean, if it's that dry, nitrogen can kind of be a bit of a foe. That kind of makes sense because if the roots of the plant aren't healthy, they're much less able to defend themselves, I guess, is maybe a way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, and if, if the plant is wilted and super dry, th- those roots are not at their finest at that point. They just need a sip of water and to slowly rehydrate. A little bit of love, a little bit of root love. Exactly. I like fertilizer. I'm a fan of fertilizer. <laughs> if you're scared of using fertilizer, my suggestion would be try some job sticks or try a low, like a lower fertilizer. Absolutely. Put a little bit in your water and just watch what happens. You know, that's a great point. If, And I think that maybe the approach I will take is find a low number fertilizer and just the reward will be in its actual use because I don't know what my plants will do when I fertilize them because they're fine right now. Like oh, absolutely. But can I make them better? Kind of sounds like maybe I can. And the reward on that is going to be super awesome. You know what? I will say there is a really neat product out there for the on the go. Oh my God, but I should fertilize. But holy cow, soccer practice and holy, let's go. Um, miracle Grow makes a product called Shake and Feed. Um, it's, I use a similar product called Smart Coat. There is NutriCoat, OmniCoat, la 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 la. They are slow release fertilizers. You reapply it every four to six months. The Gaia Green, I do believe as well, is you apply it, you know, here and there, not every watering. And it's, again, slow release. And, oh, man, does that make life easy. That sounds like my jam. It's awesome. I use the shake and feed outside in my flower beds. So that's that's my secret. And my flower pots. That's what I have for my tomatoes, too. I just go and I shake it on there once in a while if I happen to see it. And I do have tomatoes. They're just not ripe yet. Uh, no, nobody's are. I don't think. Oh, this year. No. I oh, don't know. Been it's miserable. a weird growing year. Super weird. I think that that was a really great overview of fertilizers. Um, both of you know lots about it. Thank you so much. I learned a lot, which was my goal for this episode. And hopefully listeners out there, you are also inspired to fertilize your plants if that's something that you're not doing yet. Uh, I think I might have said this before. Don't be like me. Maybe water your plants and fertilize them once in a while, too. <laughs> in my defense, I spent an entire semester learning fertilizers. Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. Your hard work is our gain. Well, it's got to be somebody's gain because <laughs> that's a painful class. Thank I, you for taking that class for us. <laughs> I learned lots new. Uh, I use fertilizer and I just heard people say, this is good. So I used it. I, I honestly, I kind of knew the numbers. Not really. Like, I didn't know the last number was balance. I remember, you know, top, bottom. And then I thought, <laughs> I don't know what I thought the last one was, but I didn't know it was to help balance. So I learned something new because I just followed others. I was a follower on the. Uh, you know what? Fertilizer is, is one of those things that people are, they're militant 
this is the best fertilizer because I say it is. And you know what? If it works for you, absolutely go for it. And that, that's true if it works yeah. for you. Yeah, it is the best one. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's exactly it. Yeah. But yeah, fertilizers are one, the, one of those things that people have their camps and they're like, oh, it's the best. And it, it's actually kind of fun to watch. I liked your chest puff there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like I, we have a system. Um, it's for, for growing special tomatoes. Um, <laughs> we have, we are in Canada, friends. We have a system and um, we tried for the challenge once. It wasn't, it wasn't my thing. But anyway, we have a system and there's vitamin B. It comes in a jug. It's like the color of soy sauce and it does stain your clothes. And you need a very tiny little bit, but it helps with the roots. So I like to use that on like plants for that. I'm just kind of trying to get established. It does make a world of difference. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of products with, with that that we have that I haven't experimented all of it on, on my house plants. But the vitamin B, I will tell you, if you want just something nice and simple, you just need a little bit. It's great to put on your plants for... There, yeah, the root. super thrive that people are talking about is a lot of that. And yeah. I'm kind of in the opposite camp from that. I'm like, it's a lot of money for something that I'm just like, okay. Um, what, uh, you're, the, uh, you're the medical guru. What is vitamin B? Energy. But like, is it niacin? Like, I don't oh, know what element part it is. I don't know. That, we don't need to know that to save someone's life. So <laughs> I don't know that part. Do you uh, need some niacin? I could tell you. I could tell you next episode if you want. But yeah, I think it is niacin. I, I, it sounds that sounds about right. Because like um, you probably find out that it is one of the, you know, smaller. Uh, it's in fertilizer is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's probably going to be your stuff on your side label. So all of your, your trace minerals and so on and so forth, that's going to be your side label. Yeah. So read the side labels just as closely as you read nutritional values Ooh. on the food you eat. Good, yeah, it's, good it's like reading the cereal box. Except for maybe less fun than a maze that you should take your sugar crisp tiger dude through. I oh. don't eat cereal, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, cereal boxes aren't the same as when I was a kid. They're not near as interesting. Well, it sounds like fertilizer side package sides might be interesting. So that's the that's start leaving that at the box. table at yeah. breakfast. Yeah, I, exactly. I find it interesting, but I'm weird, and we all know that. So, uh, well, I think that was an amazing discussion on fertilizers. I may be inspired to be a more responsible plant owner. I will report back to both of you because I feel accountable and I like it. <laughs> I'll hold you accountable. Thank you, thank you. I need that sometimes. Um, so in the beginning of the episode, we talked about something very exciting that we want to be doing for you, our listeners. We're looking at, for real, doing our very first giveaway. Yay! <laughs> what we want to do is each one of the three of us will take two clippings from our own personal collection. We might try to root them a little bit too, I guess. We have a, maybe a little bit of time. I think. We should try and read Yeah, them. a little bit of time. We'll see. We'll uh, get there. See what happens. Uh, so you will either, the, the recipient will either get uh, clippings or possibly something, a few rooted things. We'll see what happens. Um, now, I should note to you that we can only ship in Canada. Yes. Unfortunately. So yeah. our, well, fortunately, unfortunately, depending on where you live, I suppose. Uh, so just a heads up about that. If you are in Canada 
you will be able to enter our giveaway and you will be able to see some posts about our giveaway on our Facebook page or our Instagram starting today. Uh, it's a very simple process. Just comment, uh, follow the directions on the posts and you can be entered to receive our first giveaway clipping collection. And I'd like to add, we're going to make them good clippings. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go over to our, you know. No spider oh, plants. <laughs> yeah, no spider plant babies because we can't grow them. Um, no, they, they're, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. I, I, I feel like there's like a bar set now. I'm like, all right, I can make it good. I think yeah. we owe our listeners that. I, I think, you know, we've had such great support. And I always love it when people um, genuinely give something that is exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I think it's really. I think really to exciting. pique some interest, because I've talked about it a couple times before. I will post, and I know we suck at posting pictures lately, <laughs> but I will post a picture of my my plant room, my little zen plant room, just to Ooh. entice some people, maybe have a look, and maybe they want to zoom in and see if there's anything special in there. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm assuming you won't take requests, but no. at least people can see what you're choosing. <laughs> Possibly. That's part. That's only that's only one room. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So we will ship to the winner in Canada. Uh, and you can see all of the details about that on our social media, which I will tell you about in a minute. And currently we're looking at that contest going until about August 28th. And then we're hoping to announce the recipient or the winner on our September 1st episode. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I think it will be. exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, we'll get that up for you. Check out either one of our uh, those channels today and I'll give you that information in just a minute. You know, I don't know if you, I'm sure that you ladies have noticed we've had a lot, quite a few people who are just really standout supporters for us. They're absolutely awesome. Yeah. We have a lot of supporters know, for our so short, short period of time being <laughs> around and it's exciting. Yeah, I really love it. Um, having a hobby podcast is I, I'm going to call it a labor of love, but I love the labor as well. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know about you ladies also. Um, but, you know, we do this because it's fun. We um, we don't do it to make money or to do, you know, be superstars or anything like that. But we do want to say thank you to a few people who have shared our posts, really engaged deeply with us, um, just showed us some support. So I'm going to read um, five, the first five, and then one of you can take over. How does that sound? Okay. Um, so first of all, of course, we want to say thanks to Alan Casper, who created our amazing um, intro song for us. We're actually going to be doing a special mini episode with them just to talk about uh, the song that they created for us. Lots of folks love it a lot. So I think that's going to be really exciting. We've had a few people who really love to share our stuff. So Chris B., Amanda R., Alex J., Lori M. are just a, a few of those. And there's more. We also want to thank Sean Bouchard for um, joining us and helping support us. Stephanie F., Serge G. And Can I just uh, interrupt you about Serge? He posted our podcast to like a Toronto Facebook plant group, which was amazing. I That's awesome. Across that. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that is awesome. It, it's awesome that we're being shared outside of our, our, little, our little town. Yeah. Thank you so much city. for that. <laughs> it is super exciting. We also have Shauna M. And... Uh, 
I'm going to throw in my husband as well because he shares us on Instagram and he was a huge supporter. Like he was, he was probably more excited than I was because I was a little bit nervous our, the first day we were recording. <laughs> so it was Jeff, a little, I listened, T. <laughs> I listened to a little bit of that first episode. I'm like, wow, we've really come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let Chris say this next one. Okay. So my mom, <laughs> <laughs> so I know I talked about her a couple of times, but she, she also um, shares lots of our posts and things like that. So that's super rad. Thank you, mom. Thank you, Chris's mom. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. You know what, Sue? You're doing a great job here. I am just going to watch you too because everybody's awesome. So, well, we got Tara P, Allison D, Sasha S, Lee the Tree. Lee the Tree on Instagram made a meme of our podcast and it was so funny. I was going to say, and we were really excited because it was our first meme. Yeah. First meme. <laughs> Yeah, we had fun with that one. Definitely. So Lee the Tree, thank you for that. And um, my best friend, Angie D. We've been friends since we were 11. And she's actually uh, been sharing a lot. And I just want her to interact a little bit more with us. Awesome. And you know what? There's so many more folks out there. Sometimes maybe we can't see your shares. um, Or, you know, if you're posting our podcast to groups and things. So if you are doing that and we didn't get a chance to say thanks, uh, we're definitely saying thank you now. Absolutely. We've got so many people that, I, and it's just random comments and it is absolutely so much fun. Yeah, it really is. It is fun. And it, there's nothing more exciting than seeing like the little notification come up that we have a comment. I bet you all three of us are like, <gasps> and we're just really fast. <laughs> I actually have like goosebumps talking about this right now, you guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. It's exciting. So thank you so much. So we love when you talk to us is what we're saying. Yeah, talk to us. Talk to us. And you can talk to us in a few different places. One of those places is Facebook at facebook.com slash fancy plants podcast. You can find us on Instagram at fancy plants podcast and you can email us social at fancy plants podcast dot com. Uh, we have an episode coming up, of course, one week from today or from um this Tuesday. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I think that this is going to be one that a lot of folks have been hoping or requesting. And that is the Hoya episode. Hoya. They're my favorite. Yeah. I think it's going to be super rad. Uh, listeners, if you've been with us for a while, you know that we love Hoya and we are so excited to talk about that with you. Thanks again to everyone for listening. And we will see you next week when we're talking plants. Toodaloo. Have a good week. Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. I love a green plant. The fancy plants. Oh, yeah.